back to the Go Channel Podcast. We are April 3rd, I believe. April Fool's Day has passed. You know, you don't see as many April Fools, I don't think, as you used to. Uh, but, you know, the world's changed, so people are... I would say politically correct, people get their feelings hurt quicker, and just kind of all that stuff, and you just don't see any, I mean, you don't see it as much, yeah, it, there's still some April Fool's jokes, but, you know, it's not as common as it used to be, it used to be a thing where, like, it felt like everybody was making them. Um, now you'll see a social media post here and there and all this, and they'll make it. Um, but you know, they gotta stay in a certain kind of, I would say political correctness, or they had to stay in a certain thing, or they're gonna get bashed, you know, if they don't, um, if they go overboard with it. Just stuff like that, but that, it's just not, uh, it's not really as big as it used to be. Um, in my eyes, or I don't hear it as much as I used to, um, especially when I was younger as a kid, it seemed like every time, like, everybody around you was making the April Fool jokes, and, you know, even when social media was around, people were putting it on there, um, like, regular people, not just the media brands, and it seems like now, it feels like it's more just a media-type brand. Doing the April Fool's jokes. Um, but. Oh, But that's a random thing. Um, that's just something random that was on Saturday. Uh, but yeah. Then I had a sick kid all weekend, so that's been fun. Tiring. Fun. It actually, you know, it is tiring, but. Saturday, I got to rest quite a bit. Like, you know, I obviously if I get sick, then the rest won't be worth it. But the just the rest, I I don't really ever just sit at home, especially sit at home and take naps and stuff. So like, it was kind of nice to just sit at home. I mean, my day consisted of napping. Holding the kid and napping. Like we both would nap. Um, I would go out and hit golf balls in the yard. Like classic golf balls. And then I smoked some chicken and steak. Or chicken and beef tips. Um, and made nachos. Uh, which turned out, I think, very good. Barbecue nachos. Uh, basically, I smoked those, took them off, cut them up. Beef thighs, I, or not beef thighs, but chicken thighs are probably the best thing. Or the, I don't know, I almost say best thing, but I think it's the best part of the chicken to put on a smoker. And the reason I say that is, one, you gotta like thighs, thigh meat, but it is the most juiciest tender every time I cook it. On the smoker, it grabs that smoke flavor as well. Um, it just, it's really the perfect, to me, the 
the perfect piece of chicken um, on the grill, and it's just because of the how it takes the smoke flavor and it gets very tender. Um, but yeah, so I did that, and then I cut the chicken up, I cut the tips up, and I put them on some nachos or some like tortilla chips. First, I put a little bit, well, I put my tortilla chips, and then I put my uh, candied jalapeno barbecue on top, just like swipes of it. Then put your chicken or your your meat on and the vegetables. I put onions and peppers in the smoker as well. And already cut up with a little bit of butter. Then took them out and put them on the chips. And then I put some cheese, a mixture of mozzarella, cheddar. And then I put a little bit more barbecue sauce on, or more barbecue on top. It was. It was good though. It turned out, I think, very well. Um, very tasty. And you got bites of beef in there. You got bites of chicken. You had, you know, the contrast some. The only thing, like, you could have had a little bit of bacon on it if I had it. Maybe a few more, like, veggie type things, like, um, trying to think like you could put jalapenos or whatever else if you had it i just kind of have what i you know had but you could have you could have beefed it up a little bit more even um and made them probably just a little bit better like some kind of uh i know sometimes on those kind of things they have like a white sauce that would have been good um the chips were kind of stalish and so i think that was an issue but overall it was pretty good but yeah, I mean, that's what my day consisted of. And then um, playing video games, like, really, I just hung out, watch TV, play video games. Just it was like, you know, it's just one of those things that you don't really get to do anymore the older you, I mean, for me at least, the older I've gotten, like, I don't know, you know, I could say in the last, like, five years, I don't know how many times I've actually got to just, like, spend a day at home and not go anywhere. That list is small. And to play video games and just kind of hang out and take naps, like, that list is even smaller. So, it's a, it was a bad weekend, and then it was kind of a good weekend in the same breath, because I, compl- I got a lot of stuff done on Friday, Saturday, um, golfed on Saturday, um, and then just kind of rested on Sunday. So, really, it was just it's kind of one of those things, some good, some bad, um, but there was production, and there was rest, but, uh, yeah, I wanted to talk about sports today, it's kind of my weekend, and now we're going to go into, I don't know what we're going to go into yet, I guess sports, something. We can talk about, let's talk about the female game first. Uh, both NCAA tournaments are going on. The female is actually finished. Tonight is the male. And then if you get into, uh, and then the Masters is coming up this weekend. And the there's only one week of uh, 
there's only one week of basketball NBA left. Uh, people are making a push trying to get to the trying to get to the playoffs. Right now, the West is a very tight race, mainly because you know they got that playing game now. So ten teams that actually qualify to at least have a chance at the playoffs. And those teams, those ten teams are starting to get locked. But if you get to six and set or five and six, which is actually still in play, you get to five and six, then you get you get a buy kind of thing. So you don't have to do the play in, and you actually get to the eighteen playoff. Um, and that's 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 kind of. Um, You know, that's kind of the thing. So I was going to talk about that in a minute. But let's talk with the girls really quick. Uh, Iowa got beat by LSU. Now, the refs were terrible this game. Like, they were just awful refs. Uh, they called everything a foul, it felt like. And they just, they were bad. I mean, on a scale of 1 to 10, they were probably a 10 bad. Like, they were bad. Um the officiating was just poor. With that said, LSU beat them. I mean, there's nothing to that. LSU did beat them, um, even with the poor officiating or whatever. Um, LSU did beat them. It was an LSU win. No knock on that. It's just weird, like, it's just weird that we want to make what, um, the Reese girl from LSU did a race thing compared to what Caitlin Clark did. Now, Caitlin Clark did the you can't see me taunt, right? She did that. Like, she does get into the game. Um, she does show some flair and stuff like that. But she didn't actually do it in anybody's face, and she actually wasn't, like, next to somebody. And she didn't do it multiple times. So it's not really the same situation. People want to make it the same situation because then they want to turn it into a race situation. And then they want to turn it into, um, well, she did the same thing. It's, well, she didn't do the same thing. Um, it wasn't even in that game that she did it. She didn't say anything bad about LSU. And so... It was just an interesting thing. Unless something more comes out, it was just very interesting that she chose her to to taunt to her face like she had done something to her. And I don't think she had ever said anything about LSU or did anything towards LSU. So it was just a, it was just a weird dynamic of like honestly, it was gamesmanship, but it was the part where she did it twice and she kind of or two. I think she did it like two to three times repetitively. Um, he, you know, I don't know if it was actually necessary. Do I care? No, but was it the same thing? That's the only thing I'm talking about. Was it the same exact thing? No, not really. Like, there's a whole different dynamic to actually, you know, what it was and what each people person did when they did it. So it's not a race thing. It's not like they said, somebody said a ghetto thing or anything like that, like, it's not like that at all. 
But it still comes down to being kind of two different things. It was two different ways that it was going down. Um, you know, so it's just weird that they want to bring it into, like, try to make more of it. Um, and people were not happy with her because she did it. And it wasn't that she did it one time. It was that she did it a couple of times and tried to do it to her face and that kind of thing. Um, and I think that's what people... Me, personally, I didn't have anything, you know, I didn't feel it was anything wrong with it. I don't really care. Um, either way, I thought it was excessive on her part because she did it multiple times. But, yeah, you you got to talk shit. Like, that. that is it. You got to talk shit some. Um, but that's the only thing. How That, that was my da- dynamic on it is she could have done it once and then been cool, but she and kind of kept it going once the game got out of line. Like, I don't know. Just an interesting thing. But it wasn't the same situation as we're trying to make it be. And as far as the game goes, the game wasn't really close. Um, Iowa made some runs. Kalen Clark shot a lot of threes, made a lot of threes, didn't really have a bad game. Um, there's a few that she probably should have took her time a little longer on. She was a little quick on pulling the trigger, I think, off balance. Um, probably had a little bit more space. Could have even made more. She had a historic run. LSU just played better. Um, and what they did better was shoot threes. Uh, at least the first half. And that's what got them way up there. That's what got them in this position, I believe, is they really just shot the three better than anybody thought. Like, I think people knew they were going to do better in South Carolina, but they didn't shoot it. They shot it better than people had thought. So, you know, with that all said, it was good. I, I watched call it women's college basketball that I never watched because Caitlin Clark was lighting it up. Steph Curry-ish. Um, she was doing the Steph Curry. I mean, that's kind of what it comes down to. And I remember watching Steph Curry in the tournament. So it was just a pretty sweet run, and she has to come back for another year. She can't even declare for the NBA draft, so or WNBA draft. So she'll be back. Um, that should be fun. Reese, who you know is also caught up in this, will be a first um, pick of the draft. Now people shouldn't talk shit to her because I like I don't think it was you know people are calling her classless and all that stuff, and I think that shit's too far. Come on now. It's not that big a deal, um, but it's definitely not the same situation. So, we're going to transition this to the NCAA tournament men's real quick. I don't have really much to say about it. I've watched it, and I've watched most of the games, some of the games, I guess. Um, I was really wanting to see FAU, and FAU almost made it, but San Diego State, buzzer beater. Uh, buzzer beater losing by one, and... Pulled it out. And uh, so you got San Diego State going against probably the favorite through the tournament, honestly. Um, obviously, you had your one seeds, but UConn, UConn absolutely, they've been, they beat every team by double digits, it said. I just read that recently. Beat Miami by double digits. And so you got UConn versus San Diego State, and it just feels like it's going to be a UConn win, but. I think it could definitely go either way. I do give UConn 
I mean, I do give San Diego State a chance. They got a very good defense. Um, so we'll see. But it does feel like it's just going to be a UConn runaway, um, in all honesty. <coughs> then, and there's really no controversy in that. That's the night that's happening. It's going down. UConn probably going to do it. We gonna skip on to the Masters. I NBA. Maybe we'll get to the Masters. NBA though. NBA is cl- close. It's tight. I don't know what that car didn't stop for nothing. I mean, I understand. These people had a stop sign. They just ran right through it. That's people are crazy. Um, but, anyway, NBA, I don't know what the East looks like necessarily. Uh, I think there's still a small race over there for, like, the 10th, 10th spot kind of area. The thing that makes the West pretty interesting is they're actually fighting for the locked-in spots. So, you have Phoenix, who I don't think will move off the line at 4. So Phoenix, I think, is almost locked into four because they have like 43 wins. Um, I think they could technically still lose it, but I think they're going to be locked in at four. Then you're basically, they're competing right now for five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, I believe, if I'm correct. Now, the top ten's almost locked. I think the Jazz have an outside shot, but I don't think it's likely. Um, and then the Mavs. The Mavs have, the Mavs still have a couple games where they might be able to do it. They pretty much have to win out. There's nothing else to it. They would pretty much have to win out to get in the top 10. So, likely they're not going to get in the top 10. So then you come down and you have the Pelicans. You have, I think the Pelicans are close, but I don't know if they're actually in the race for the five, or the five, six, but I know you got the Clippers, the Warriors, and the Lakers, and I think that's, that is the three for that spot, uh, Clippers, Warriors, Lakers, and that would be for five, six, seven, but eight, nine, ten are still in it too. Um, so I don't know. I know the Pelicans are in that conversation. I don't know if my math's correct or not. I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think of who else is in there. But it's crazy. The Lakers have like the best record since the start of the season, or like the second best record or something, or like top, I don't know what it is, maybe in the West, or whatever. But they they started like 2-10. and 10. After that 2-10 and 10 start, they have like the second or first or whatever, one of the best records. Um, I'm trying to think. I just know right now it's Warriors, Clippers, Lakers. I know the Pelicans are in the conversation. That's only four teams, though. Five, six, seven, eight. I'm trying to think of the other two teams that 
are kind of like in the play end. And I'm drawing a blank right now. But anyway, too many teams make it anyway. It's kind of dumb. Uh, yep, yeah, don't know. But anyway, so if the Lakers can win out, they'll be in a good spot. Uh, really, you're, if for any team in the 10, I think they have a chance to get to five or six. And that's where you want to be because you're locked in. You don't have to go through the play-ins. You you know you're in the actual playoffs. You don't have to worry about anything. And so that's where you're really trying to get. And those are the three teams that really have a good shot because their records are tied. Um, the other teams may be like a game back or something. So... That's kind of what it's looking like, and it should be should be a good little stretch of basketball this week. I know I lost my fantasy thing, but man, I gave it a good effort this year. I didn't have a great team, had some injuries. Uh, ben Simmons was a bad pickup, still finished like third or fourth probably. I was trying to look this up, see what I was missing. There it is. Minnesota and OKC all are still kind of in in, in question for the uh, top seeds. But the 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th teams all have 38 losses. Um, there's a win or two difference in there because of... Uh, but, you know, by the end of the season, they're all going to play the same amount of games, so... There are a couple win differences, but in the loss column, there's four teams right now doing that. OKC and Minnesota probably, I mean, they still technically have a shot, um, but it, it don't, it don't seem likely, and they're more likely to be in the play-in games. Uh, but, you know, that's impressive for OKC if you think about you know, what they've been through, they did pretty much a full overhaul rebuild. And now they're going to be able to get in a playing game already. And that's without their number one pick this year. And Chet Holgram, I think he was number one. Whatever. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he went number one. Or did it Banchero. Banchero might have went number one. Chet, too. But their first round pick, um, high first round pick, Holgram. They didn't have him all year. So, I mean, that guy's going to be back next year. They they have a bunch of picks. I don't know whose picks they have or how high it'll be, but they're going to be in a conversation for, you know, get a bit rebuilding, and you just got to figure out which pieces really help this year and go from there, but... Them getting to the 10th seed is pretty impressive considering what they had. Um, they're not there yet. They're not locked in yet. The Mavs still have an outside shot, but, you know, they're definitely in that conversation and definitely have a chance. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of sports talk. I was going to talk about the Masters. Uh, we'll see how this week plays out in the NBA. We'll probably try to do a Masters talk, though, at some point. And uh, kind of go from there with it. But we are the GOAT channel. We out till next time.